This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Darien and Burbank. Visit chuckscafe.com or just look around. You're here. Let's drop the puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! Woo! Welcome in to our first ever live edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and with me, as always, in person this time, and with all of you lovely people here to witness it, Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, there are people here. People showed up for this. There's a lot of people here. This is awesome. We are at Chuck's and Darien, uh, one of our... We love all of our sponsors, so they're all, all technically them. our favorites. But Chuck's rules. Chuck's we're, does indeed rule, yes. Uh, very happy that they had us here. And while we're here, I want to mention this. Uh, today... Chuck started selling entries to their uh, Blackhawks group outing. The game on the October 14th against the Nashville Predators cost is $160. They're on sale now. Includes a 300-level ticket, a buffet at Chuck's before the game, a bus ride to and from the UC, plus uh, select domestic beers as well. Two drink tickets for the pregame buffet. There's tons here. Totally worth it. Great food, including... The Cochinita Pabil, my favorite. That's Good right Lord, there. that is a lot of food on that list. Yes, so check out chuckscafe.com for details on her trip uh, to the United Center to watch the Hawks try to get revenge on the Nashville Predators. But James, we are about 24 hours from the puck dropping on the preseason. I am so pumped. I am feeling the energy. Well, and I wrote a story today for 670thescore.com if you want to check it out. I'm I sure already read do. it. Well, you stole my thunder. You wrote, like, the exact story I was working on. I think it was 10 things to look for. Yeah, literally last week I tweeted out that I had written the 10 things or the 10 players that I was going to be watching in the preseason, and Jay sends me an angry Twitter message. You stole my thunder. What's wrong with you? Well, you he used know. a lot more colorful language, but we're in a family environment right now, so I don't want to get into you. it. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but the story I wrote today was, for the first time in a long time, we have an actual interesting, important preseason with a lot of jobs on the line, 
a lot of spots to win. Uh, the top nine is pretty much solidified offensively, defensively. Your top four is probably pretty locked in if you're going to count Cody Franzen as in the top four, which I think we should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from there on out, there's only a handful of spots left for, for a lot of guys. I think 11 players for four spots. Did you bring a list of the guys that you were going to be watching? Did you provide this information to me? Um, well, I don't think there's any surprises. Okay, I fair enough. The, I, I think the biggest story of camp is going to be Alex Dabrinkit. Absolutely. And how he shows in his uh, you know first full camp with a shot to make the team. Uh, and they're working him on that second line with Schmaltz and Kane, which I really like. Maybe with that line, they're just saying, screw defense, we're going to score. They're never going to win any face-offs, though. <laughs> well, yeah. See, that's the big thing. I think Schmaltz has the ability to play center, mm-hmm. but his face-off percentage is 30. And that wasn't just like 10 face-offs. That was 272 face-offs last season, and he won 30-some-odd percent. I, I, I don't know if anyone here is a hockey expert, but that's bad. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's a bad percent. I think <laughs> – what would you say average is you want to be around 50 if you're considered an average face-off guy? I think, like, you can get away with being, like, 48, 49. Like, Andrew Shaw consistently would get into that range. Like, that, that's good enough to me. But if you're at 30, no. 30 that, is – that's almost hard to do. 30, that's about how good I am at hockey blogging is 30% <laughs> uh, face-off percentage, you're I think. You're way worse than that. Oh, <laughs> that hits me right there if I had a heart. Um, but So, DeBrincat is going to get the most coverage. But I do think Schmaltz at center, if they can find a way to make that work out, and he's good and has success at center and is at least respectable on face-offs, that's such a huge help to the team. Because if he can't play center... They're real thin. Yeah, but how are you feeling about having a $4.5 million third-line center then in Artem and Isimov? But it doesn't matter. It, it does matter. You had a fourth-line center well, making that money with Marcus Kruger. It was only A, it was only three. And, three. Yeah, right. and B, I could have argued he was the third-line center. And C, they're still rubbing every nickel together right now because they have no cap space, basically. But see, and we've talked about this before, the Hawks don't, they don't number their lines. They don't say one, two, three, four, right? I think you can make the argument that Anisimov, Sharp, and Hartman could be a second line. That could be their go, their second go-to scoring line in a late game. Well, it depends on if Ryan Hartman is going to be good Andrew Shaw or bad Andrew Shaw and whether Patrick Sharp can still skate. Well, and he was... Hartman was both guys last year. Well, yeah, at the, the beginning he was games, good and then not so good. It just, like, switch, it just flipped like a switch. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know. He was very effective, and then he was trash. Yeah, then he basically made us look like idiots for pumping his tires all season. But we were, we were right to do it the first time around. And right. For the first half plus of the season, he was great and very effective. After that, no. No. Not so much. No, he pretty much made you want to gouge your eyes out and never watch hockey again. It was not a good thing, no. It wasn't roast of all bad. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's just turn the TV off. I'm not even going to give him the dignity of costing myself my eyesight. Yeah, all right, that's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. Well, so to me, the most important story is Schmaltz and if he can play center. Because let's, let's, let's look ahead and say See, he can't. I'm going to disagree with you, but go ahead and continue uh, on this. If he can't... What do you do? Mm-hmm. Then you've got... Put, a, put an Isimov back at second-line center. Sure, but then you're thin. you got Carroll at third. Carroll is not a third-line center. Tommy Wingles is more of a winger than a center, and he's the guy they've been playing on the fifth line in camp. Lance Boma, my friend. But is he's got any center experience? 
probably not, but that's never stopped me me or Joel Quenville before. Can DeBrincat play center? I would not want him playing center, no. Me neither. Not in his rookie year. What about Brandon Sod? <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was a very old Blackhawks joke. Don't worry about well, me. Well, you know, we uh, had the interview with Mike Rupp that went so well. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we nothing. You did that, and you screwed yes, it up. I certainly did, and he suggested that. He said maybe Brandon Sock could oh. play center. I don't like it. I think you got to leave him at left wing to keep Taves happy, Yeah, uh, all those things. But um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of things that are going to turn on this preseason, and I really don't know what to expect. I think – Defensively, we know the top six. I think it's going to be Kempney and Forsling are going to get, I, w- I guess you would say, the opportunity to lose the job Yeah. before anybody else wins it. Um, they will carry probably eight defensemen, as they always do. So maybe this is your Billy Polka gets a look. Jan Ruda. Maybe. Your guy, Darren Radish. Why is he my guy? I thought he was your guy. No. Oh, okay. I haven't, I've never seen him play. He can't be my guy yet. I thought you just liked his name. I made that mistake with Anton Babchuk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I claimed him as my guy, and then he was bad. <laughs> and I said, I didn't. I said Duncan Keith. I did not say Anton. Well, Babchuk. I have already claimed. I have claimed a guy on this team as my guy, and it's a guy that you and I both like. Who's that? Larry Dolphin. Oh, Larry Dolphin. Yeah, that's a guy who can play a little bit of center. Yeah, he probably could. But again, Taves, Anisimov, Caro, Larry Dolphin, is not as good as Taves, Schmaltz, Anisimov, Caro. They need that. They need Schmaltz to work as a center. So what it you're saying is they need Yannick Perot to work his magic with Nick Schmaltz. Yes, or somebody to do it, or you have the weird winger takes face-off thing and then reverts back to wing. Right. But that's confusing and stupid. You have 82 games to figure this out. Yeah, you're right about that because we saw them have the best record in the Western Conference last year, and it didn't matter once yeah. the playoffs started. Right. So – I don't know. There's a lot of things. that To me, that's the top story. What's the thing you are uh, most focused on? I think we should take our first commercial break, and then I'll get to my thing. That's is, a, that, is that how we do that in the pro radio business, where it's like, after the break, you'll find out what I think is the most important thing in this training camp. That is a restaurant-quality tease. Ah. And speaking of quality restaurants, Ooh. <laughs> oh. that's a quality segue, my friend. Nice. Visit Marishka's, 604 Theodore Street in Crest Hill, just west of Route 53. 815-723-9371. They are, like we always say, family-owned and operated at the same location since 1933. Hand-cut products in their own butcher shop, including their steaks, burgers, and the famous poor boy sandwich. Fantastic piece of meat on bread. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking That's about. That's an ideal sandwich right there. It a piece is, yeah, of meat on bread. It's yeah. kind of what it takes to be a sandwich, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, Icelandic cod hand-cut on premises. They've got a carryout menu, a full bar with craft beers, banquet facilities for groups to up to 110 people. So visit marishkas.com or check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas. Open seven days a week and close only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. We are broadcasting live from Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe in Darien. We will be right back after this short timeout on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to our first ever live edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Before we left for the break, I was teasing Jay about who my most important Blackhawk is during training camp. There's only one answer to this question for me, and it's Connor Murphy. It's the guy that's going to be replacing Nick Jalmerson. He's not going to block the number of shots Jalmerson did. He's never going to be able to play both sides of the defensive pairing like Jalmerson could. But I'm telling you right now, if he can come out and play well in the preseason, it's going to make me feel a lot better about the defensive depth. And if he can't, 
I'm going to go into full-blown panic mode before the Pittsburgh game even gets here. Uh, you're totally right about that because if he doesn't work out, that's a huge problem because th- they're almost assuming that he's their three. Yep. And that's a big he, jump he, of assumption. He might even be a two because they're having him practice with Duncan Keith. So that's a big deal if he can't do it. Because then you've got Brent uh, Seabrook as your two, and we all know how we feel about Brent Seabrook. I love Brent Seabrook, but he's getting bad. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> he's getting to that age where he just isn't good. Yeah, you're not so good at sports anymore. Yeah, if you can't move, you can't play. I think we learned that with Michael Roseball. Yeah, well, boy, see, and I've made the mistake of – just sort of assuming Murphy was going to work out. And that's a dangerous assumption. It is. And I've got nothing. You've seen way more Arizona Coyotes games than I have. What do you mean? It's not like, oh, wait, I'm wearing an Arizona <laughs> State jersey. I probably shouldn't say that. You're a fan of the Coyotes. I am. Um, and you've seen Connor Murphy play. Yeah. And you're not entirely confident that he's exactly what they think he's going to be. I have seen him play up to a level where he'd be a good second pairing defenseman, and I feel like he can get up to that. I don't know if there's another level up to his game yet. That's what I need to see from him. I need to see that he can step up, and the Blackhawks are convinced that he can. They are 100% convinced that he can. Otherwise, they would not have traded for him. Well, Stan Bowman has a really good history with defensemen he believes in, like David Runblad. David Runblad, uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, um, stop it. Please who stop. else? Uh, Dylan Olsen. Oh. Um yeah, just we're, we're coming up with a lot of really quality names here. Uh, Victor Svedberg has worked out really well. Oh, Eric boy. Gustafson. Oh, I can't forget how great he's been. Um, mm. y- yeah, I think what we're getting at is that he has <laughs> never drafted a quality defenseman ever. Oh, wait, sorry. I lied. Wait, did he draft Nick Letty? No, he traded nope. for Nick Letty. Traded for Nick Letty. It was so close, Stan. I'm so sorry. He can make trades. That's one thing he's capable of doing. Dude, he's he got Artem Anisimov and then got Brandon Saad back. That's pretty good. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the other thing, and another nice segue, James, uh, in that Saad deal was Anton Forsberg, who yes. is the favorite to be the Hawks' backup goalie. And when you, that's another sort of concern. Now, that's one thing Bowman has been good at, though. Oh, yeah. Identifying goaltender talent. Scott Darling, Antti was Talon. Uh, Ray Emery. Ray Emery, yeah. Um, Scott Darling, Antti Ranta. I mean, basically anybody that he's brought in to be the backup has been good other than Nikolai Habibulin. And he was just old. Yeah, well, so is Michael Roosevelt, and yet he keeps coming back over well, and over again. Well, it feels like he's not coming back. Yeah, he's he wasn't even on the ice for practice, was he? He still has the effects of a punch he took, like, Eight months ago? I'm not mocking that. So what you're saying is he's Kim Janssen. I think it's – we sort of speculated this too. When they re-signed him in Tutu, it felt like – Insurance for the expansion draft. Yes, and it's starting to look that way, especially with Roosevelt. Yeah. That he's going to be like, I can't play anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to be – you know. And his contract is cheap enough. They can bury him in the AHL, and they won't have any adverse effect from it. Yeah, so I don't think you have to worry about seeing him. Um, Boy, I still – even with Franzen – I'm I'm not I'm worried about the D and I want Kepney to play and I want Forsling to play and one of the, the nice thing about this Hosa situation is they've got some flexibility they've got some time to figure out what they're going to do, um, but they're gonna I think that if they if they find if they feel they're contenders, right? Let's say it's the All Star break they feel like they're contenders, they're gonna have to make a trade on D. That's I don't care if Kepney and Forsling are what you think they're going to be are hoping they're going to be, they're not good enough. That's not a good enough defense to win a Stanley Cup. I agree. 100%. And that's 
how how they've won in the past. Right. You can talk about Patrick Kane and Marion Host and Jonathan Taves. Of course, they played a huge role. But without Keith, without Seabrook in his prime, without Nicholas Jalmerson, who we're all going to miss more than we know. Because that's a dude who, it doesn't pop out on you in a score sheet. Right. But when he's out there, the team is better. Well, yeah, you absolutely know that he's there because you wonder if he's dead every five minutes when he gets hit by a shot or gets hit by a check along the boards. That's a good, You know what? That leads me to another good question for the other side of the break. Who's going to take Marcus Kruger's spot as the guy who gets annihilated once a game? <laughs> Who's going to be the Marcus Kruger uh, memorial punching bag? That's a good question. I mean, once a game, I said, well, he's dead. <laughs> time, to, <laughs> time to search for another forward. <laughs> time to rename our podcast after him or something. The Marcus Kruger Memorial Podcast. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another time out. Before we do, I want to tell you about our friends at Triple Threat Sports. They are the best place to go in the area to get your NHL jerseys lettered. But did you know they're also the best place to go if your team needs jerseys? Whether you're an elite travel, high school, or college program that needs outfit hundreds of kids, or if you're a beer and pizza league team with 12 players, Triple Threat can put you in pro-quality jerseys at pricing you can afford. Triple Threat Sports can work with you on every aspect of the job. Logo design, fitting, apparel for off-ice, you name it. And you don't have to be a hockey player to wear uniforms in Triple Threat. They can get uniforms and apparel for all sports, baseball, softball, football, lacrosse, and more. So for more info and for a good time, call Chris at 708-478-6090 or email him for more info at chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We are live at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe in Darien. Going to take a brief time out and return with you on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Welcome back into this live edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We are live at Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. That's and true. let me tell you, I have had more beer and more food than I know what to do with, and I still want more. You are surprisingly sober. Yeah, this is not usually how this goes for me. Usually I have one beer and it's all over and things are lit, as the kids say. I was watching you and I was like, oh boy, it's going to be one of these where James is hammered again. You know what, man? I, d- you know, I just, I can't even handle you right now. I can't even handle you. Well, drink up. I'll get easier to deal with. Ah, that's what your wife says. <laughs> it's true. No. It's, no, it's totally true. Um, coming up after this segment, we are going to open it up for some listener questions uh, live on site and they will get to choose from the hockey box. In the break, we found Nelson Emerson. I, I questioned Blackhawks legend. Our guy Ponytail Dave has confirmed Blackhawks legend Nelson Emerson, number 11. That's awesome. That was one of those uh, Dale Talon, like, we kind of suck, and I've heard of this guy, so let's bring him in. Is he the best number 11 to ever play for the Blackhawks? Jeff Shantz. John Madden. John Madden, yeah, I can't forget him. He's very accomplished. Andrew Desjardins. Can't forget him. New York Ranger Andrew Desjardins. Uh, now he, he's a Ranger now? I saw that on uh, that transfer rumors. Maybe it's not uh, true. Well, yeah, don't pay attention to that. Well, he's not a Blackhawk anymore. I know that. Well, we already have Jordan Tutu and Lance Boma and Tommy Wingles and at least six other guys that are going to be the exact same players. So it's all good. I always kind of liked him, Andrew Desjardins. I don't know why. Why? I don't know. I think he was just... Okay, he was a fine hockey player. Yeah, he was okay. That doesn't mean you should like him. Well, I did. How about all right? Like is a strong. You're word. saying that because you did interviews with him and you did events with him. It helps. You get, you get your little soft spot for players that you interview, and then they get traded away because you put a curse on them. It's true. <laughs> I can't deny this. This is totally true. <laughs> These are all true uh, accusations that I'm throwing at you right now. Bad news. Next week, I interview Wilson Contreras. Bye, Wilson. <laughs> it was really good having you on the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah, it's been outstanding, I, man. I, I got to get that John Lackey interview. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? If you ever get that interview and survive, like, not being eaten by him, we will consider that a victory. Let's come out here and throw the ball as hard as I can. It's all, like, when he talks. He's like Tony Robbins, except he doesn't inspire anything in me. <laughs> that's really, that should be on his business card. Like Tony <laughs> Robbins, minus the inspiration. He does inspire fear, though. I guess I can say that. I will say this. Uh, we had him come by the booth. We'll get back to we'll, get, we'll stick to hockey in a minute. No, we won't. Um, we had him visit the Cubs booth uh, for sp- training camp, or spring training two years ago. He sm- Remember the store in the mall? Um, the sausage store. What was it called? Something Farms. Not Pepperidge Farms, but whatever Hickory it was. Hickory Farms. Hickory Farms, yes. Yeah. John Lackey smells like a Hickory Farms. <laughs> I don't know if he just takes meat and just like... It, it is the pig flesh. That, it's, like, it's just the pigs that he eats between starts. That's and all the children. it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway, now that John Lackey's going to come down to Chuck's and kick the crap nah, out of us. He doesn't have time for us. <laughs> We're not on his radar, hopefully. Um, but hey, every time I start to hate John Lackey, he pitches well. Exact, Dude, I went and saw him in Milwaukee, and I hated on him all day. And then he came out and pitched like seven strong innings. That's what you get. He thrives on our hatred. He... Uh, he is a dude, though, that truly would thrive on hatred. Yeah. All right. Enough Cubs talk. Yeah, no one cares about that. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about line combinations yes. for tomorrow night? Oh, wait. We don't know. Well, I like what they've been skating. We talk, yeah, me we, too. We, we talked about it briefly. Okay, who's Tabe's been skating with? Sodden Panic. Okay, we did not mention Richard Panic. I want to talk about him. Do it. Yeah, that was the transition that I was hoping for. That's pretty good. Not I, as good as your other one. Fair enough. But I'm also very intrigued to see what he does now that he's making nearly $3 million a season. I feel like that's another guy who, amidst all the Debrincat and Schmaltz and Murphy talk, I feel like he's going to be a really important cog, too, and I feel like nobody's talking about him. That's another guy who I think we are dangerously assuming things about. I mean, he has had two solid seasons in a row, and I feel like he showed a good ability to score toward the end of the 2015-16 season and then showed that throughout the last season. So maybe we have a little bit, like maybe we have enough on him to say that he's going to score 20, maybe? I think that you can pencil him in for 20. I think you can pencil him in for 22. I think the Blackhawks ideally would want him to 22 score or 20 more, also. more like 26 or 27. Okay. I, and I feel like... Putting 30 on him, I don't think would be nah, fair. That's unfair. Especially with Sod and Taves on that line, I feel like he's going to get maybe a few, like a little bit fewer goals. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, I'm thinking they want 26 27. If you get 21 22, that's good. And I know that sounds really close together, but that's a world of difference in hockey. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that gives me hope about Panic 2 is that he was one of the few Blackhawks worth a damn in that Nashville series. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. He was one of the only guys doing anything. And and that, to me, you always sort of hold your judgment on a player until the playoffs start. And he was one of the guys that showed up for all four games of the playoffs last year. So I had something that's encouraging to me. The fact that he can stand out among a team that went to the cup final that pretty much ran over the Western Conference, including the Blackhawks, obviously. Yep. Richard Panic was a factor in that season. He was in that series. He was one of the few Hawks. That did a damn thing. Yeah, I definitely feel like he's a guy that needs to get more attention than he has gotten just because of the fact that they do need him to score a little bit more even than what he has. Right, we talked last week about some of these veteran players that the Hawks have brought in. John Mitchell, Drew Miller, uh, Mark Stewart. Yep. You think there's any shot? If you, I guess I, I still think Mitchell has a shot. Okay. And I feel like he either unseats Wingles or Boma if that happens. 
I feel like they're not going to have him make the team over a young guy. I feel like they would have him make the team over one of those guys on the cheap one-year deal. Maybe. And here's I wrote this in my piece today as well. I think one thing you could try to glean from this preseason is if you see guys like Mitchell, like Miller, like Stewart making the team over Polka or over Pinestroza, whatever, I think it shows that Q still has some power. Yeah. Q still has some influence because this summer, for the first time, we saw Stan Bowman get pissed off. Yeah, Stan, and Stan Bowman kicked Q's favorite assistant to the curb. He got rid of Q's, like, toys. He really made it a point to say, this is my hockey team. We're going to be a faster team. We're going to be a more athletic team. We'll give you a little bit of grit, but we're emphasizing what we want to be, which is fast. Speed has been the main word that everyone in that organization, from Stan to Taves to everybody, has said this entire offseason. Yeah, and they do I, do. I agree they need some grit. They got pushed around, but Saad brings some grit, but you lose Hosta, so that's kind of a wash, yeah. right? Um, I don't mind a guy like that on the team, as long as they can play. Yeah. That's why... I really, really, really would like to see John Hayden make the team. I completely 100% agree with that. It's a big dude with some scoring ability. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to compare him to Brian Bickle, and I'm not saying it as an insult. When Brian Bickle was right, he was a very effective player. It he was had, a very brief time that he was. It was. But, yeah. You're right, but it's he entered his prime and then started having these health concerns, yeah. right? Um, Hayden is the kind of guy... Sort of similar to Bickle, where he's a big body, but he's not overly physical. But he has the ability to do big guy things. Yeah. Go in front of the camp, net. I say camp out in front of the net, go into the corners. And he's got the hands to be able to win the puck and to deflect it, too. And that's a great combination to have. And that's something the Blackhawks really last season were sorely lacking. We saw him have some real success, albeit limited sample size, uh, doing just that. You yeah. know, with some ability to find that garbage in front of the net and put it in. And that's... You know, that is like sort of the one thing they're missing. They've got a lot of skill. And I know these young players can play. It's a matter of, are they ready now? Like, I, I don't think Gustav Forsling is going to be a good player. Yeah. He's going to be a top four at some point. It's almost a given, right? I also think Alex DeBrincat is going to be a top six winger at some point. For sure. But he's also not going to get any taller, and he's probably not going to put a ton of weight on either. So you, you, it's you know mainly the mental stuff with him, I think, more so than anything physical. Well, if you look at... Patrick Kane's physical growth from rookie to 2013, 2014, it's significant. Yeah, he put on about 20 pounds of muscle. I just wonder if Debrincat has the frame to do that. Well, he will get Because only 5'6", yeah. I think, and Kane is 5'9". So that that is a significant difference. Sure. No doubt. And uh, the mental part of it you mentioned, and I think we discussed this last week, or maybe we just talked, um, <laughs> Debrincat's spending camp and preseason focusing on the two-way game because mm -hmm. he knows look i've got the talent i've got the scoring ability now it's a matter of can i play in quinville's system and if he's just going to be an offensive i'm not saying he has to be right the second coming of but, but that's, Kopitar. The, that's the key though is that the blackhawks need to know that he just needs to be serviceable and not above average and that's something we've always wondered about with Joel Quenville, and we mentioned it last week with Tavo Teravainen. Was he expecting him to be above that? average in that area? It was just his birthday. I, oh, my. I have his birthday. I just ruined the entire day. I have, I have Tavo's birthday on my phone. I'm going to show you. I'm not lying. Look. 
I'm serious. I looked at it and said, why do I have Tables birth in my phone? You know why. It's a national holiday for me. There it is. Uh, September 11th. Ooh, awkward. I'm finished with this conversation. Tavo Teravainen. Everyone heard my Finland pun except you. I'm glad about that. I was too sad. Good. I was too sad to hear. Good. I'm sad that you have that in your phone. Why? He's my guy. He's my guy. I don't have Ruchu's number in there. How many? Or his dude, number. Or his, his birthday. Number. Oh, my God. His number. How many player birthdays do you think I have on my phone? None. Oh, You're, all the Arizona Coyotes. All of them. <laughs> and all the yeah. Arizona Diamondbacks and all the Phoenix Suns and blah, blah. We get it. The whole gang. All right. I am Arizona boy. We get it. Time to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, we will answer your questions. That means you have to like, come up here and ask them. Yeah, you actually have to interact with us. We have to know that you're here. Uh, and you'll get to pick a card from the hockey box of magic. And uh, the best question, we'll get free breakfast at Chuck's. And a uh, reminder to people here to sign up for the raffle. Tons of good, good stuff to give away. You've all got forms on your paper for what's available on your table. Uh, $2 a ticket or 3 for 5 or a dollar to enter to be in our fantasy league. My wife, Hope, right there, she's got the uh, the big bag of money. Say Holding the wallet like a good wife should. And, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I can't be trusted with that. We also have for sale Madhouse Podcast T-shirts and koozies. Um, that's, you know, it's just extra. We like giving you guys stuff. So buy a T-shirt, buy a koozie. T-shirts, 10 bucks. koozies, too. Uh, with that, we'll be right back. From Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe and Darien, this is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The live email people asking things segment <laughs> for the first time is brought to you by Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe. Nice round of applause for Chuck's. They had us out we here today. We love Chuck's. We do love Chuck's. They are the greatest. Uh... I'm going through this podcast quick because I'm starving, just so you know. But we still have so much stuff to give away. Oh, I know. That'll happen at 8.30. you got to stick around. Right? <laughs> got to be here. Uh, when my wings are gone, we'll do the drawing. Back off. Uh, Chuck's has two locations, this one in Darien, 8025 South Cass Avenue, and one in Burbank. I call it 79th and Natchez, my friend. 6501 West 79th Street. Chuck'sCafe.com has all the specials. I'm looking around what people are eating. I see the habanero corn chowder that Dave had. You had a big plate of the hot links, tube man. meat. Oh. Uh, I saw my buddy Ron over there had ribs. Addie, I don't see her, but she's having mac and cheese. You can just assume. We've got all kind of good things going on here. There is something for everyone at Chuck's. Everyone leaves Chuck's happy and full. The menu is about as heavy as my belly is, so yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite, the Saturday special, the Cochinita Pabil, the barbecue nachos, the jambalaya. I have to decide what I'm going to get. I'm leaning wings, but I don't know yet. Uh, the daily special is always incredible. Uh, they've got a huge bar. You entered the beer, co- the 120 beer I club. have indeed, yes. How many have you knocked off tonight, my Only friend? Only two so far. All right. The night is young. I want it to be uh, coherent enough for you, buddy. Uh, they've got catering services, banquet facilities. They've been on Chicago's Best, Diners, Drivers, and Dives, all those cook, all those local restaurant shows. They've been on them. So visit Chuck's Cafe or follow them on Twitter at Chuck's Cafe. And make sure uh, you sign up quick for this, the trip to see the Blackhawks take on the Nashville Predators. October 14th at 7.30, $160 per person gets you a 300-level ticket, a buffet at Chuck's before the game, bus ride to and from the UC, plus select domestic beers as well. So make sure you sign up to do that. Do it quick because they sell out usually the first day and they went on sale today. So 
Monday, Tuesday, they're going to be gone. So make sure you get in there and try to win or try to buy those tickets for the trucks trip to Nashville. All right, who's first? Ponytail Dave. Thanks for volunteering. Yeah. One of our favorites. <laughs> Coming up, man. So with you guys thinking that Franzen's going to make the team, what is his salary going to be, and how big of the piece of the HOSA LIT or the long-term release pie is that going to take up? Good question. I'm a capologist. Dave, take your card. Yeah, I can answer this. Close your eyes. If he makes more than $1.5 million on that cap hit, I'm going to be stunned, and I'm probably going to be a little bit irritated because I don't think he should make more than that. Dave. What did he, oh, Dave got an Igor Lirianov card. Steve Eiserman. Oh, oh. I, Ooh, I saw look at that. Yeah. Wow. The one red ring I can respect. Congratulations. Steve Eiserman goes I, to Ponytail I thought he Dave. got the Lirianov card. I saw a red wing in there earlier, and I was like, Ooh, who is that? Oh, no. Um, okay, so you said 1.5 would be the max. I think it's going to be a million. You think it's going to be a million? I think it's one He's going to sign for two, and he's going to make us both really angry. I've been told it'll be a million. Oh, Jay's sources have told him. <laughs> Don't get Hey, my source also told me in July Cody Franzen was going to sign with the Hawks. It's true. He did. Yeah. Or it, she. <laughs> oh, oh, so your source is rambling grimace. Actually, my source is gender fluid. I don't know that. You were, you're getting too PC on me, man. Now so. you're, you're a snowflake. Uh, I don't by like the way, uh, Ramblin' Grimace threatened to be here tonight. I have, I truly have no idea who it is. It's that kid right there. So that's, I've been who it is. that's Frankie. He's the future host of the podcast. <laughs> if you don't watch yourself, I, so I've been walking up the tables like, "Hey, Grimace, looking for a reaction. Nothing." Grimace like has a, a poker face, is what you're looking saying. Around. It's not that guy. This is really compelling for people a, who are going to be listening to this later. It's the guy in the white shirt. He's not, he's not responding at all. It's got to be him. He's even hiding behind the bar. I yeah. see it. Yep, that's him. I found him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel satisfied. All right, who else has a question? No one else. Come on up. Frankie, you're next. Hang on. Uh, tell us your name, where you're from, so the listeners know who you are. George from Woodridge. And uh, I want to know, what do we have to give up for Matt Duchesne? Your firstborn child. <laughs> um... <laughs> All of your dignity, that's always going to be a plus. Um, we dropped the ball by not mentioning that. No, you know what? No, we didn't because I really don't feel like there's anything to it. I don't think so either. And my uh, and this isn't knocking his question at all my, because it's out there. It, it's something we should address, but I'm telling you it's yeah. not going to happen. My gender-neutral source believes it's also not going to happen. They don't ha- A, they don't have the assets, and B, they don't have they the do. money. They do have the assets okay, if you want to give up the Brinkett. They're, 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 they're not you, doing do you, that. Do you even think that would be enough for Colorado, though? Well, Colorado I, seems like they're like holding out for the moon. I think you could do that plus, the <sighs> Brinkett plus. But here's the thing. There's a shot that next year the Brinkett could be as good as Duchesne. You heard it here first, folks. Right. I mean, really, if he maxes out, he is a elite scorer in this league. It's not a bad thought, no. And Matt Duchesne, while a nice player for sure. Oh yeah, take your card. I was gonna I was gonna hey, mention that after Jay was done. Bill Ranford. <laughs> I, I feel like come and take it. You gotta take it. I, I don't want this. I, I feel like we went like <laughs> severely downhill just now. From Steve Eisman to Bill Ran. My favorite Bill Ranford memory is uh, there's the old NBA Jam. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You have a memory? Yeah. There is two on two open ice challenge, which is the greatest arcade game to ever exist. It's NBA Jam but hockey. Pat Foley was the announcer, and every and they it was back in the '90s. So it's like would can a name once. So every time he said Ranford, he'd go, Ranford! And it was every time he was referencing the game. At least, he wasn't, at Ranford. least he wasn't bannering, bannerman. No, oh, no. my God. No, it was great. It was a great thing. But, okay, Duchesne, 
I don't think it's going to happen. The Colorado is right to hold out for as much as they can yep. for him. And uh, I don't think the Hawks have the pieces unless they want to give up the Brinkett plus. I don't think that's likely. Uh, so I would probably I still worry about up. money in that instance then. It's also not really a need. If you're going to go make a big trade, get a defenseman. Get a, st- a stud young defenseman that can help you get right now. Get Oliver Ekman Larson. Why not? <sighs> I know. His I just, birthday I, would be in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? I'd put his birthday in my phone, too, if that happened. Thank you. All right, next uh, next question comes from Frankie, the future host of the podcast, when one of us gets My fired. replacement. Uh, I'm Frankie from Oakland. Who's the best right-hand defenseman you've ever seen? Mm. 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 This is a question. There's some thoughts here. Frankie, take that a card while we bask in this. Not prepared for. <laughs> I am. Th- here's a confession. I'm awful at knowing what hand people shoot with. Yep. I'm the I know same it's, way. It's important, and I should know it, but I don't. Uh, hockey nerds. Chris Chelios right-handed? Yeah? <laughs> Duncan Keith is right-handed. He's lefty. All right. No, Chris Duncan Chelios. Keith is lefty. Chris Chelios <laughs> is the answer. Fine. I'll stick with that, and then I'll pretend that Al McGinnis is right-handed, and I'll say him. Who'd you get, Frank? Oh, he is? Yes! He got Nelson Emerson. Yeah. Yes! Hawks <laughs> legend, Nelson Emerson. <laughs> Nice. Congratulations. Awesome. <laughs> he's going to cherish that. It, you know what? Now it, he's like Gingenberger, and he's going to get mad we gave him a crappy card. Speaking of him, not here again. Yep. What a tool. What a dick. <laughs> oh, boy. This is, is how the, we This is how we win podcast listeners is insulting people. Oh, this guy. It's the handsome Mizzawaski, which is like the tallest midget. Yeah. Oh. It's Ben. What's up, Ben? Uh, who's your all-time favorite Blackhawks player? And why? Take your card. Take your card, sir. Dig, don't take off the top. Get someone bad. Come on. Get. (laughs) Oh, Brendan Shanahan. Whalers. Shanahan on the Whalers. You can like him. That's a a good jersey. The one time. Those are great jerseys. (laughs) Ben just got suspended for a blow to the head. (laughs) Um, My favorite Hawks player ever. Uh, It is. uh, Tavo. No. Jeremy Roenick. Yeah. Jeremy Roenick is the reason I love hockey. Yeah. That was the dude at the right time in my life, exactly what I needed to love hockey. Physical, brash, scored 50 goals, loudmouth, everything that a teenage kid loves, that was Jeremy Roenick. Yep. Um, Eddie Belfour was also up there for me. I loved Eddie the Eagle. Um, I would say it's a tie between him and Roenick for me in terms of, like, just guys that really got me into the Blackhawks. So... Uh oh, mm. we have a problem. Well, one thing. Hold on, ma'am. Don't hold, tell ma'am. your wife to hold on. <laughs> uh, I'll just give her to stop. Saying. I'm not party to this. Um, the thing about those hawks were they were cool. They were like a rock. They were like a rock band, like Ronick, Chelios, Belfour. Are you saying that because they were all drunks? No, the, oh, a little. <laughs> but <laughs> they were just cool. Don't you agree? They had like a swagger to them. Like they were. They knew they were stars. They know they were good. And, and then they didn't win any Stanley Cups. Well, I think what you just said is part so of the So, wait, what why. rock band are they then if they're, like, they think they're good, but they're not? Nickelback. No, they, no, 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 no. No, no, they no, they no, suck. no. I'm going to, this controversial. Foo Fighters. Ooh. There I said it. Overrated. Mm. Living on a name instead of accomplishment. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people don't like that. But I'm not a big Dave Grohl fan. I know you're not. I have to. He's the JJ Watt of music, but this year I have to be nice to JJ Watt because dude, he, did he just raised awesome. yeah a boatload of money for hurricane victims. I feel Fine. like he can no longer be made fun of. 
Sorry. Till this year's over. And then he donates another $20 million and then you feel bad Till week four. Now, nah, nah, there you <laughs> go. All right. Any look. more questions? Oh, my wife. My wife. Bora, you guys my ever wife. <laughs> okay, fine. She knows. Anyway, someone in this general direction that's not your mother-in-law wants to know what a podcast is. And follow-up, where can they find your podcast? Marketing. Well, I don't need to market to people who are listening to the podcast. Yes. The, only people, the, the people that are going to take your heart, take your card, by the way, the people, the people that are, <laughs> do you want me to just like throw one in her general direction? Well, the problem is it's a great idea. However, the only people that are going to hear this are people listening. I will say you can find our podcast. If people can hear us in the back that don't care who we are, you can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, uh, pretty much anywhere that provides podcasts. The only place you can't find us is Google Play. You're distro- You're just like explaining this to your wife in a way that's making me cringe, dude. And we just got on TuneIn. We just got on a TuneIn radio app this week, which is great. That is such an awesome app. It's so easy to use. So check us out on TuneIn. What? We're on Google Play? Oh, don't tell uh, don't tell the blog talk radio people. <laughs> we're not supposed to be. I think it's because we're still on Podomatic. You're probably right. Yeah, that'll end after this year. Sorry. So we'll get a different one. Tune in is great. Really easy to use. Uh, updates right away. Um, and a podcast is like a recorded internet show. It's basically a radio show that you can just say whatever you want and not worry about the FCC getting mad at you. That's on Google Play. All right, Ben, show me on Google Play. Yay, great. We'll see how it goes. We're in trouble now. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, so, but podcasting is like, uh, it's more niche instead of general. You need something specific, yeah. very laser focused. That's why we have success because we're in a town that's hockey crazy and no one talks about hockey on the radio. And if they do, it's like, well, hockey's stupid. That's the end of this segment, right? <laughs> we are actual hockey fans that know a little bit about the sport. And I think people, obviously, they're all here have found us and enjoy us. and uh, You just gave a really spirited defense of our podcast to the three people playing slot machines over there. Well, it's true, though. I mean, there's not a lot of places for people to go to find hockey talk. It's true. I work at the score. I, I, I fight the battle every day. I'm aware. I introduce you every week. It's just, you know, people. hockey fans are real, and we talk about growing an audience. We talk about looking down the road and having foresight and getting younger listeners. The young gener- The Hawks won the cup the first time seven years ago. So if you were 14 back th- back then, how old are you now? 21. I'm You're starting to get into the demo. Yeah. We are, I'm telling you, as a score, we are failing hockey fans. We need to have Whoa. more. It's true. Whoa. We need to have more coverage. There should be at least a show a week on it. At least one show a week. You hear it's, that, Mitch? We'll it, do a show a week. We are, there is a, an audience that is about to start getting money and about to start spending money. And radio is a dying industry. It's true. We need to get a younger audience into the score, into Sports Talk Radio. And the way to do that in Chicago is with hockey. Because these kids, like Frankie over there who asked this question, everyone has sucked except the Hawks in his life. <laughs> Think about that. It's way true, It's totally man. true. The Bears, except the Cubs, who have recently, over the last three years, have been great. They sort of figured out that whole baseball thing. Yeah. They were horrible before that. Mm-hmm. The Sox are bad. The Bears suck. The Bears are an embarrassment. And yet they talk about the Bears nonstop. It's nonstop. Well, guess what? That generation does not care about the Bears anymore because they have not been relevant in their entire life. 
You, but the Blackhawks have been. Hallelujah, brother. And they're going to stay relevant. And hopefully, you know what? Hopefully they don't add it so you and I keep having more success. Jay Zawoski <laughs> just preached the gospel of hockey, and I am a believer. Amen. All right. Well, I, I, someone just dragged that out of me a little bit, and uh, I yeah. didn't know that was going to come out tonight, but it did. I feel good. This hot take was brought to you by <laughs> Cholula. <laughs> hot take, Cholula. <laughs> Someone actually made us a sound effect, and I'm just too lazy to use it. I'm like, who who made it? Was it Rambling Grimace? Some dude. Nope, that's not Grimace. Nope. Oh, well. Did he look I tried. over? Nope, right. no one looked. One more question. Share your mic there, James. Brandon from uh, Juliet. Hello, and Brandon. And my question is, Jim Cornelison or Wayne Mesmer? Mm. I bring this up because I had to watch the Bears game last weekend. Yeah. And Jim did it, and I said, I'm a Wayne guy. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, who'd you get? Who'd you get? Who'd you get? Big, we should. I should have unbound. No, no one's taking those. There's you some. took seventy-five cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. Joe Mullen. Joe Mullen. He was, He was a guy for a long time. <laughs> he played hockey. <laughs> he did. We talk about on the Speedland Bargain Show. It's like a non-plement. Like if you see a band that sucks, you're like, hey, you guys were up there and you were playing, and music <laughs> was coming out and we all heard it. Joe Mullen. You played hockey for the Bruins, and you had a hey, stick. Hey, he got a hockey card. We can't say that. And there was a puck on the ice, and you were on the ice with that puck, man. We cannot say that we've ever gotten a hockey card, so God bless you, Joe Mullen. That's true. You're yeah. right. You're right. Any more questions? Were, were you going to answer his question? What was the question? I forget. Wayne Messmer oh, or Jim yeah. Cornelison? Sorry. I'm, I'm off his fumes. Um, <laughs> I'm going Jim Cornelison. Just cause I, Boo. I don't know. Boo. Wayne Messmer's like... Time for everyone's favorite, me. I don't like that. <laughs> have you watched Jim Cornelison sing the national well, anthem? See, that's another Just thing. Just out is, of curiosity, have you watched the gaudy ring go up toward the flag? Yeah, this Are is you not, kidding me? No one's listening to this, right? Dude, Just Wayne Messmer, yes, so 100%. Uh, there is, like, some reports that... The Blackhawks gave us tickets. Be careful there here. All right. <laughs> Jim Cornelison. <laughs> Wayne Messmer. That's my answer. Ask me after the podcast my story, and I'll tell you. Yeah, but please do. I want to hear this it's story. Nothing, just... It's nothing gross or bad. Oh, it's it's just... a... What? What's there going to be gross with Jim Cornelis said? Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't say or. I really. It's not. I swear I really you. regret asking that question. I swear to you, it's not a gross story. It's not. Even I'm not saying it on the air, it's not gross. It's more of like a, ugh. Kind By the way, thing. the the final music of the show just started playing as I asked that question because no one wants to hear yeah. the answer. The NHL '94 theme. Yep, there it goes. It's playing right now. We need to play. We need to pick a winner, though. Yes, pick a winner. I. Oh, That's your job. There's so many good ones, dude. Realistically, there are a lot of good questions. All right, here's the deal. Pick one winner. They'll win the breakfast at Chuck's. Mm-hmm. Second place gets one of the ten dollar gift cards. How about you want to each pick one then? You want to just do that? We'll, we'll each pick one, and then we'll argue and pick the winner. Okay. Wayne Messmer, Jim Cornelison. I'm taking the Magic Shane question. Okay. Because we missed it. Um, I I love the anthem question, but since since uh, Duchesne is so pertinent, I'll go with that. All right. I think you are correct. I forgot your name. George. George. George is the winner. And I don't have to mail this out. Score. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, George and everybody here, thank you so much for attending this event. It means the world to us. Um, I've been a nervous wreck for two weeks about this, and it worked out perfectly. 
and I cannot be more. I maybe not perfectly. I've not heard the audio we recorded. My yet. tip to you is don't worry about the outcome and let your co-host do all the work. That is your that is your motto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate all you guys being here. How about a nice round of applause for Chucks for hosting yes. once again? Um, really, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. It does mean a lot for us to see you all out here. But uh, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Chucks Southern Comforts Cafe. Two locations, Burbank and Darien. Visit ChucksCafe.com. Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090 and Mariska's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Before we stop, we yeah. do have to point out the Triple Threat gave us the banner that we have up here. They did. And the T-shirts and koozies. So T-shirts, yes. thank you to them for that. I wanted to make sure that I did that. T-shirts, $10. Koozies, $2. Uh, if you want to help and get a T-shirt of your own and you're not here, patreon.com slash madhousepod Patreon. or gofundme.com slash madhousepod. Two ways to help the podcast. Every penny raised on Patreon or GoFundMe goes to this or this or this or these or whatever. We need to make these things happen. They do not go in our pockets at all. So know that if you're supporting the podcast that way, you're helping us bring the podcast to more people. So we greatly appreciate it. Without your help, we would not be here tonight. No, we would not. We would not be able to be here tonight. We might be here eating, <laughs> but we wouldn't yeah, we be just here. like show up and <laughs> yell at each other. Yeah. Yes. We wouldn't be doing a podcast. But anyway, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. friend it's your home speaking and i need some favors could you turn on some of the lights in the basement um i'm scared of the dark also this one is easy could you bundle your home and car insurance with geico so we could save money last thing just a suggestion could you steam clean the carpets i need a spa day geico for bundling made easy go to geico.com today if you look around, you'll see the world can be pretty smart. Okay, very smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart, too. That's why we're reshaping online learning with our FlexPath format. You can set your own deadlines, take classes at your own pace, even leverage your previous experience to move faster. So when it comes to earning your bachelor's degree, you know what kind of choice to make. A smart one. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.